Hello and welcome to the Women in Safety podcast, a place of conversations to empower and inspire you to transform your career. I'm your host, Alana Ball, and we're here today to cut through some of the BS of health and safety. I want to be real, authentic, and most of all, think critically about what we learn, what we hear, and how we experience things in our journey. I want you to take this time for yourself. Reconnect with your passion, reconnect with your career, and join us as we grow together. So settle in and see where this episode transforms you. Hello, and welcome back to the Women in Safety podcast. Another exciting episode. Today, I have the wonderful Sandra Lee from Healthy Office Bodies with the wonderful title of Chief Motivator. I feel like I need you as a chief motivator in my life. Welcome, Sandra. Hey, Alana. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. I'm really excited. And I think you and I have had a few conversations uh, leading up to today's podcast. And, you know, it really was about me starting to frame up what it is that you do because you're almost fringe health and safety. uh, And I wanted to really capture some of that journey that you've been on to get to why you run Healthy Office Bodies. And we'll talk about Healthy Office Bodies as we go, but talk me through what this journey's looked like, Sandra. Yes, awesome. Great question. Thanks, Alana. Um, Look, I think my original starting point would definitely be traced back to a young 16-year-old girl that uh, had a car accident uh, and fractured my my lower disc in my spine. And at that time, it was a really traumatic incident that laid me up in bed for more than six weeks, uh, so much so that my mum had to do everything for me. And uh, thankfully, being young, my healing process was reasonably quick. And also, I did a lot of sports. uh, So these helped, at that time, help me manage my injury. So fast forward many, many years later, uh, and I was running a home-based business with my um, ex-husband about 20 years ago, And it was in this business that I sat at my office desk day on, day in, day out, uh, you know, sometimes all day Mm. without the quality movements and breaks that we know we should have. And it was at at this stage of my life in my early 40s that I was actually really fit, really active. I I live on the Sunshine Coast. I was a surf lifesaver. I did yoga. I did the gym. I I ran. I, I did all of those things that we're supposed to do for injuries. Um, but I really ended up suffering excruciating pain. Um, and more than that, I developed more injuries over this time. Mm. Yeah. And the, the majority of pain I had was my lower back. So I knew that was that old injury that came mm. back to haunt me. So, um, but pretty much fast forwarding, you know, from sitting too long day after day, you know, for that, that period of time in that business was like nearly 10 years, it inflamed my injuries. And, you know, even though I did all the exercise, I was living on painkillers and it was a really tough time in my life that nothing seemed to help me. So um, I feel like that's a lesson in itself. Don't <laughs> don't be that fit and healthy, Sandra. Don't be that person. Yeah, yeah. Maybe don't, maybe don't do all of the things. Oh, no, no. I'm joking. Good <laughs> perspective. Yeah, that's right. But it is a little bit of a an oxymoron isn't I'm doing all these things but nothing seemed to help well we had we had a um, networking event recently and one of the safety managers who I know quite well walks into the room and her foot's broken you know she's in a big moon boot and I'm like what have you done and she's like I went for a run and I'm like well this is why I don't run people 
you know, this is why I don't yes. do all the things, Sandra. It's because yes. you all get hurt doing it. So good point. Good I'm point. sure there's lessons in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. And, you know, for me, the lesson was, you know, post all of that yeah. was, uh, you know, this sedentary posture that mm. because I then went on to develop shoulder injuries uh, or bursitis pain. I had tendonitis from, you know, picking up file folders. And so I came away from that office, uh, you know, business with all of these injuries mm. um, that, uh, I, you know, and it wasn't till I found Pilates and uh, I haven't mentioned that uh, this led me into my Pilates career. So now I'm a, a professional Pilates instructor. I have a little Pilates studio on, on the side of healthy office body. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I've been working with pain and rehabilitation of the body for quite a few years now. Mm, with such a personal passion behind it, which I love. And mm. uh, I, th <clears throat> I think uh, certainly I think has shaped your passion into being and I, I call you, and, and certainly it's, it's no disrespect, but I, you're not a health and safety practitioner, but you certainly sit on the fringe and share that passion for helping people. Mm -hmm. Tell us about how you see that in your business at the moment and tell us a little bit about Healthy Office Bodies, what it is that you're doing in that space and why you're passionate about it. Yes, sure. Um, so, you know, Healthy Office, body, Healthy Office Bodies has come about, uh, you know, after running my Pilates business for 10 years and, and like I say, working with people with these injuries. And I often in introduce myself when people say, what do you do um, in terms of the Healthy Office Bodies arm of my business? Um, you know, I usually reply with most people are harmed by their working life, career or business in some way emotionally, physically or and psychologically mm. and this is entirely preventable so you know post 10 years into my business I'm just going I'm seeing these people come in my door day after day after day with these injuries and some people uh you know and there's psychological damage as well as we know in workplaces some people uh just don't go back to work and this is this comes at an absolutely huge cost to them and their families that's that emotional oh. impact yeah you know, so. I and I think we've all seen, you know, health and safety are not friends, family who, you know, and I think this is why all the listeners will probably be listening. And it's what we, why we do what we do is mm. we don't want this stuff happening anymore. Like it, it should not be, it's not okay. And I think I really like that mentality that let's put, you know, jokes aside about the running and, you mm. know, doing yoga and doing self life saving. Yeah. I think, you know, for majority of people, they stay fit and healthy to keep themselves active on the weekend. But I think it is a lot of around that preventative in the workplace because I don't think there's, you know, my mum, I think we shared when you and I were catching up, my mum's a teacher. So mm. many of the teachers with the bursitis and the frozen shoulders because of the old chalkboard, yes. uh, you know, oh, hair, yeah. hairdressers with the... Um, and they call themselves the Chalkies because they've all got the same bloody injury. Uh, hairdressers with blow drying and uh, um, cutting hair is that, that that shoulder movement, it's, all, it's, it's repetitive, it's the same movement. And now we talk about sedentary bodies. So uh, certainly I think we can all relate, for, especially from a safety perspective, how the impact is seen. Mm, absolutely. And there's some of my best clients are nurses from bending over uh, to... Uh, uh, yeah. 
yeah, all those. Oh, well, you said headdresses, great clients because they work predominantly on one side of the body. Yes, yeah. Dominance. We all have a dominance, and this plays out. That's why I've also got a special interest in ergonomics, mm. and I've, I've completed my ergonomics training. So even though I'm on the sort of edge of well-being, um, I'm certainly looking at expanding a little bit more into that risk uh, and that risk uh, assessment side of the business. Mm. And I think we were going to mention it later, but it, if you want to talk to people about that ergonomics side. Um, I know you were keen to kind of catch up with a few people in health and safety if you want to talk to that. Oh, absolutely, yes. I would um, just to see it from the, the health and safety's perspective because, um, you know, there's always blind spots and, you know, like I said, this is a new a new a component to healthy office bodies. Um, so, yes, I'd please, I'd really love people to reach out and, and if you wouldn't mind having a conversation with me and just a little bit of a deep dive into office ergonomics and just to see mm, testing. You know, what, are the, yeah. what are the blind spots I'm missing that I don't know about that's outside of the scope of my training. Mm, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, obviously we'll mention it again, but we'll put all Sandra's details in the show notes and when mm. the podcast comes out, make sure, you know, if you're listening and it's something that you're passionate about as well, reach out and have that conversation uh, because I think ergonomics is something that's, you know, you, you get ergonomists and they're, they're paid a hell of a lot of money, but I think, you know, I don't know one safety professional that hasn't been asked to come and do the old, can you make sure that my desk is set up properly? And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not trained to do it in most cases. Uh, and it's it's an interesting one. I, I did my little check where I moved my office and I checked the distance and I've tried to move the screen, but the screen's at the wrong distance and depending on how I'm working is the height and I'm constantly like, oh, is my feet flat? And I know the deal, but, uh, yeah, I'm not an ergonomist. But uh, so speaking of, you know, being in that wellness space, one of the things that I'm seeing as a trend, I guess, is that health and safety professionals are being called upon to really flex this wellness muscle at the moment, pun intended with the muscle element. But Mm. I don't think we're not necessarily equipped with all the tools to do wellness. Mm. Uh, Why do you think it's important to consider you know, you're very much focused on this using your body and making sure the body's as good as it can be. Why do you feel like we need that kind of style of wellness in our toolkit to be aware of, to build mm. our knowledge? Mm. Yeah, sure. Um, look, Alana, the less people move their body, the more disconnected they are from their mind and body. Mm. So uh, a sedentary body lacks proprioceptive awareness of where their body is in space and time. This is one of the key things we do in in Pilates. And even though in healthy office bodies, I'll just say I don't specifically teach Pilates. It's a movement and well-being program, but that's a a different thing. People can have a look at that later. Mm -mm. But but basically, uh, you know, this is part of what we do is creating this proprioceptive awareness. So Mm. in the terms of in, in and this is key in terms of workplace risk and injury because when people lack proprioception, uh, it, it makes the worker misjudge space and time. That's one thing. And when they misjudge space, it means that they can bump into things, trip, fall mm-hmm. more easily and more regularly. So it basically creates a physical clumsiness that increases risk and causes injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's space. So misjudging time means that their relationship to speed and pace in the workplace is imbalanced. Mm. So just to give an example of that could be a worker rushing to get a job task done 
and due, due to time constraints, but lacking in the awareness of how to move in a safe and paced, mindful way mm. is a potential had, risk and hazard. I know that was a big mouthful. I just threw a whole bunch of Pilates stuff <laughs> at you. Um, but, yeah, the, and the opposite of that is a worker that it's working excruciatingly slow performing their tasks. Mm. And this then causes uh, tension and body stress, which impacts the worker and potentially causes psychological stress. Mm -hmm. So big long words there. <laughs> it was, and I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend that I can re repronounce them for you by any means. Uh, but I think the interesting part is, you know, what you practice in the Pilates space and how much that ties into the workplace. I think is just astounding in itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we are very much. Would you say, and that this is my brain going in all sorts of places mm -hmm. and I need to try and frame it right is basically what I want to get out is basically with everything that's going on in the world there is so many distractions yeah does that cause the disconnect do you think and we have to practice that time to come back to you know you hear about this all um gratitude and meditation and that that yeah. stillness to kind of come back to that centered place because I know for me it's like we've a million things going on in my brain I yeah. can't possibly be focused on the task right now do you think that it's external factors that are impacting this ability to do the uh yes that one uh, well yes and no we can proprioception it can be developed with any sort of movement um you know but definitely and I don't have to tell you and your viewers, listeners, this, that workplaces have become under more pressure, you know, in the last mm -mm. few years. We know this. So, uh, you know, and there's all the, the social factors, the family, the, you know, the, the remote work and all of those things. So, you know, it's like, uh, and we're living in these computers. So I, I like it. So a lot of the, the work that I, I do in my body work, because I've got a, a range of modalities now that, that I, I teach, you know, it's not mm. you know, Pilates is my profession, but I've developed other modalities that feed into my work. And it's this disconnection to our uh, physical body that what connecting to the physical body does, it, it opens a gateway to connect deeper emotionally it, at, at, and for us to be more aware of our surroundings uh, you know, there's, you know, look, I, I do, I do also do qigong. So we do a lot of bring ourselves back to our physical body through touch. Mm -hmm. um, and when we expand on these, so basically, you know, we're expanding our sensory systems to their maximum capacity and, and with the very strong influence of grounding the body, because you know what it's like, you spend time on Zoom, you're spending hours in that mm -hmm. computer when we're on Zoom we're actually, it's like we're almost not even in our physical body and I don't want to sound woo-woo, but it's almost <laughs> like we've left our body and, you know, dived into that computer. So this work is bringing us back to a physicality that, you know, makes us feel alive and makes us feel focused and present with the people that we want to be with. And that's our work mm. friends too, right? It's not even mm. just Yeah, so interesting. And I know that the work that you do in healthy office bodies is really looking at 
you know, how to improve different postures that come up in the workplace. Mm. Talk us through some of that work that you're doing in healthy office bodies because I think it would be remiss to not talk about some of the things that you're doing to bring that mind and body together in that space. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so there's a few sections to health office bodies, as I've already mentioned, the, the, the ergonomics side of it. Um, the, the actual program of uh, healthy office bodies started as a 12-part movement and well-being program because mm. what I went and did, I've just gone and reflected on all my experience working with all the bodies I've worked on. It's like what's the most common pain points? Mm. So, and, and that's where, I, you know, we know, it's, we know it's the neck. We know it's the shoulder. Uh, back, hips. Hips don't get a huge mention in um, general uh, in the world of, mm. you know, um, the ergonomics training that I've done, and they barely mention hips, but the amount of people that come to me with bro broken hips from almost exaggerated mm -mm -mm. problem hips because they've sat for too long. And the, the, the fifth part of that component is the mind because we understand the impacts of work place stress even life stress that has on the workplace well, so and then, an, then an injury on that as well yes in, in in sorry what sorry what was that question no i was just saying the impact like uh not only the impact of the physical injury but then the the mental part that that physical injury plays on us and uh, the example i can give is uh it was someone in daycare this week uh has a back injury and I was talking to her about some of the work I do in health and safety and she said, oh, I feel sorry for you having to do that. And I said, don't feel sorry for me. This is my job and this is what I'm paid. You are not only dealing with a physical back injury, you are off the tools, aka not dealing with kids, you're shuffling paper. Mentally, that's taking its toll on you. You don't know how long your rehab's going to take. Like, don't think about what I'm doing from a paperwork perspective. Like, I recognise the impact that a physical injury has physically but also what it does to you mentally. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, huge, huge emotional impacts. Mm. You know, if someone loves their job and can't return to their job, oh. you know, and, and you know this, and suddenly they're, at, they're unskilled because that's the only thing they know and love. Yep. That's huge. Oh, yeah, I, I know. Mm. I, was, I was so sad for her because I was just like, mate, don't feel sorry for me juggling, you know, what the legislation says and how we rehabilitate you. I recognise that you're away from your job right now and it impacts you at home and at work. This is my job. I can turn my computer off and go home. Mm -hmm. So uh, thinking about our listeners today, uh, mm -hmm. actually, no, I want to step back just quickly. Yep. What are the impacts that, like, I guess, going through the program and working with you, what are some of the outcomes you've seen? And, and I only want to bring this up because I know you and I have spoken about a number of work injuries that you've had come in your door that you're really helping overcome through this movement and this holistic kind of view. Oh, for sure. Thank you. Um, so we've all, you know, we've already mentioned on you know some of the physical impacts, the bursitis and the neck and the back and the, you know, the, the disc injuries and all of that sort of thing. But, um, you know, it's given me great uh, job satisfaction to work specifically one client I'm thinking of uh, she was a single mum and worked full-time to provide for her family and she had the most excruciating shooting pain up the back of her neck into the base of her skull and so much so she ended up being out of work for about nine months and you know, I suppose thankfully for her it was uh, in part a, a work cover um, you know she was covered but she had reduced hours and this sort of thing. But, the, you know, 
that injury or that that I don't know if you could call an injury that condition looked like they couldn't troubleshoot it and when she first came to me um you know she was pretty desperate and you know because I, I work posturally you know I'm always mm. looking what what's out of alignment what you know and straight away I'm going neck and shoulders neck and shoulders shooting pain up the back of the neck but um you know her workplace had her going for CT scans like they actually thought she had brain tumors it was just horrendous the emotional toll that that uh, played on her mm. um, and then you know so eventually through all the troubleshooting she was at work being sent off to enormous sorts of tests brain scans everything but um, we realized that it was uh, purely from the mouse use uh, the computer mouse use and you would have seen this in your work as well mm. that it was just causing that one little tendon running up the arm running up the back of the neck and you know as well as all the uh, the realignment of the of the cervical spine meaning the neck mm. work we did through the the back line what we call the back line um, that pulls the skull back into place and readdressing her they got her an ergo guy at work and they got her retrained on her left arm and no more pain and she was back to work and very happy and i was really really thrilled to be you know play a huge role in that mm. we had yeah yeah i i really I think that was maybe one of the stories you told me last time and I think it's just so powerful in, in how much simple movements at work can result in such a, a bigger impact and, yeah, working with someone like that would be so empowering to be like we, we can make change and it's not these big CT scans, it's not, you know, going and getting surgery and all the rest. It's like let's just go back to basics on how our body is meant to function and I think we can so, in health and safety, we can so often overcomplicate things. And I think it's really nice to hear going back to some of those simple solutions of that mm. mind and body is so important. Yeah. So for our listeners today, what's something that you, you know, they may not be ready to take that leap into engaging with healthy office bodies right now. What is something you want them to take away, you know, from a safety practitioner to put in their toolkit? Mm. What's something you want them to take away today? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, look, I would just like to see that they encourage the, your, in their workplace to in, embrace, a, a, say, a type of cultural change uh, that, it, that introduces education on mindful movement practices and mm. its benefits. We've talked about some of its benefits today. As I suppose to look at it as a part of a safety protocol initiative and not just viewing what you know workers uh, body workers like i do as health and well-being because it's so much more than that and mm. there's so many opportunities to move the body in a healthy way at work uh, that keeps people safe from injury yeah look and i could do a whole nother topic with you on sit stand desks and my mm. pa my passion for how much i dislike the whole sit stand desk movement and how much it frustrates me yeah, yeah, I know, right? I get so yeah. sick of these people who, anyway, yeah. I will go on a tangent, so I won't yes. today. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But thank you so much for your time, Sandra. I will put all the connections, LinkedIn and your website so people can connect with you. Keeping in mind, as we said earlier, that if you are in health and safety with a specific kind of focus in ergonomics, Sandra would really like to talk to you to really broaden her knowledge and make sure, you know, if there's blind spots, if there's things that she should be thinking about or thinking a bit differently, let's challenge that thinking because we're all about collaboration at Women in Safety. So very much value your time. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. It's been great. Thanks so much, Alana. Really no worries. Nice
See you later. Wow, what an episode. If you loved today's episode just as much as I did, we'd love to hear your feedback or even better, share it with your friends, your colleagues and other safety sisters or safety misters so they too feel empowered and inspired. We will catch you for another conversation next time and we hope in the meantime you start implementing some things to transform your career.